Welcome into the Michael Wall Show. We got a great show today. I'm going to talk about a topic that I know will affect and hopefully help every one of you out there, regardless of your age, whether you're a youth and you're in school younger, or you're a teenager, or you're a parent. Um, maybe you're a parent still trying to be a teenager. I don't know what I don't know where you are in life. Maybe you're older, but at the end of the day, this is a topic that I think we all have to address and think about. And this isn't just a a once and done conversation. This is a conversation that we continually have to have with ourselves in life. When we talk about identity, who we are, what we're designed to do, and and really fulfilling what we've been put on this planet for. I believe uh, one of the biggest questions that we have to ask ourselves beyond who is God and why am I here and some of these things, I think one of the biggest questions we have to ask ourselves is who are we, and let me ask it this way, who are you without your stuff? Now, when I talk about stuff, yeah, I'm talking about all your stuff, right? Your Gucci bags, your Breitling watch, your Rolex, your, your maybe you want a Breitling and Rolex, <laughs> maybe you don't have one, I don't know, uh, but your car you drive, the vacation you take, uh, just all of the things that materially you have, the house you live in, and these are important questions for us to ask. Now, let me just preface it with this. I am not saying that the stuff is wrong. Okay, I'm not saying it's wrong. I like nice stuff too. I like nice things. I take. The, I like to take nice trips. I like to uh, drive nice cars, eat at nice places, all those kinds of things. I think we all do. There's nothing wrong with that, right? I love the quote that once said, materialism is not how much you have, it's how much has you. Think about that for a minute. Materialism is not how much you have, it's how much has you. In other words, what is controlling your life? Are there things controlling your life that you're not even aware of the fact that they're controlling your life because you're so caught up in your day-to-day? And this is a conversation that I want to have on this show today, and that is, who are you without your stuff? Before we jump in, though, I just always want to take a minute and just say thank you for the many of you that are listening uh, via podcasts all over the world. I know many of you are listening, whether it's iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening from. We appreciate you dialing in. I know many of you have also already commented and, and reviewed the show as well. We invite you. I really invite you to do that. I love your feedback. I love your comments to understand what you're liking about the show and, and what you'd love to even hear more of. We'd love to hear that. Uh, and as always, we got to give a shout out to our sponsors over at leanonthewall.com. So you got questions about your investments. We got challenging times economically right now. There's teams over there from Wall Private Wealth, U.S. Private Wealth, Wall Lehman, all designed to help families protect, grow, and reduce taxes on their wealth. You can head over to leanonthewall.com. <clears throat> uh, oh, by the way, a little side notes for free. You may not know I do another podcast called The Invest Well Show. Um, so if you've got questions about investments, check that out there. And uh, I know many of you are starting to join us on YouTube. We appreciate that. And, and, uh, you'll be able to see us in studio if you're just a podcast listener. So thanks for dialing in there as well. All right. So we've all heard before the idea, you are what you eat. Now, if you're watching this on video, you know that I'm getting ready to take a drink of water. If you're not watching this on video, all you did was heard the sounds, right? <laughs> that water, you know, our body is made up a lot. A lot of our body, I think it's like 75%-ish. I'm not a scientist, so I'm going to be rough in general, right? Is <clears throat> um, our body is made up of water. In other words, it's a very, very high priority. We can literally go longer without food than we can without water. It's something that's essential 
to us. It's an essential part of what we need to live life. And you've all heard it said before, you are what you eat. If you heard that before, right, if you eat McDonald's every day uh, for for a year or two years or three years, it's probably not the best thing. Now, there's nothing wrong with eating some McDonald's from time to time, but not all the time. You are what you eat. And more, more importantly, oftentimes what happens just by default is we become who we are because of our stuff. Our stuff can kind of be initially in life what we chase after. I want to drive this car. I want to live in this house. I want to take these kind of trips. I want to, you know, hang out with these kind of people, whatever it may be, that have all this nice stuff. And then all of a sudden, without realizing it, this stuff starts to control you. Your decisions, the jobs that you take, the life that you live, the interactions that you have, all start to be wrapped around who do I know that can get me closer to the kind of monetary lifestyle I want to live. And what happens is, is we start to look at life and we analyze things in that perspective. We say, okay, wait a minute. Let me go connect with this person because they're really, really, really kind of we'll call it much more advanced or in the know or well-connected than I am, right? And then you go hang out with that person, you interact and connect and, you know, kind of say, okay, let me kind of, quote unquote, understand who their Rolodex is. That's that's an old term for those of you that are younger. Rolodex is just how many people you have in your contact list, people they know that they can pick up the phone and make a phone call, right? And then once you find someone that you're interacting with at that level, and then all of a sudden you see somebody up here like, oh, let me make a connection with this person because their Rolodex is probably even deeper and better, and it's going to give me more awareness and more exposure and, and, and the ability to have maybe greater success in my life. And that becomes our focus. It can become our focus in life. Or maybe you're in business and you're like, man, I just want to grow my business or I want to grow my income or I want to grow my wealth because you know, I want to drive a nicer car. I want to build a bigger home. I want to take nicer vacations. And you know, I want to, instead of staying at the Days Inn, I want to stay at the Ritz-Carlton or the Four Seasons. And there's nothing wrong with any of that stuff. So again, hear me when I say that. But what can happen on the journey Without you even, without myself even knowing it, unless we're mindful of the reality that we need to step back and think about this, is we can start to be owned by our stuff. Here's a great example. When you drive down the street in your car, I don't know what kind of car you have. You might have a a Chevy. (laughs) You might have a Ferrari. You might have a Mercedes. You might have a Toyota. I don't know what you drive. But you're driving down the street in your car, and you pull up to a stoplight. And let's say you have a Chevy and you pull up to that stoplight and next to you on the one side, let's say it's a three lane street. And on the one side of you to your left pulls up a Bentley. Now, if you don't know what a Bentley is, look it up. Okay. You may not be from the Palm Beach or area with, see lots of those all over the place, but look up what a Bentley is, right? It's an expensive car. And then to the right of you pulls up a Ferrari. And here you are in your Chevy. Now, In your mind, you're going to start to think something like maybe you're not good enough or I wish I had more money or boy, those cars are really nice or someday maybe I'll be able to get that too or whatever goes through your mind, I don't know. And by the way, a lot of what goes through your mind there comes from your financial blueprint. In other words, you were given a financial blueprint when you were younger because of the the kinds of conversations that your parents had Uh, when you were younger. And a lot of that had to do, obviously, with money and things in life. But you're sitting there in your car, 
and you're looking at these two vehicles and you get a thought. Now, if you get the thought of being inferior in any way, I would say that even though you don't have the stuff, you don't have the Ferrari, you don't have the Bentley, I would, I would venture to say and challenge you with the fact that you are literally caught up into the stuff that you have. That's, that's where your image, that's where your self-worth is coming from. Not a good place to be. The reason it's not a good place to be is because what will happen is, is it's literally an unquenchable desire. There will always be someone in life who has more, drives faster, lives bigger, makes more than you do. There will always be someone in life like that. You know, the old keeping up with the Joneses, right? Well, if I just, if I just can get in this neighborhood, then I'll be happy. If I, can just, if I can just take this kind of vacation, then I'll be happy. If I, if I can just start to wear these kinds of clothes, then I'll be happy. If I can just drive this car, <laughs> right? And we start living in a, um, I love Zig Ziglar used to reference it. He said, a lot of people in life live on an island. And that island is called Someday Isle. Someday when I do this, then I'll be happy. Someday when I get there, then I'll be happy. And I got to tell you, you won't. Because your identity is wrapped up in stuff that is fleeting, that goes away. The Bible talks about moth and rust, right? And, 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 and so when you look at your life, it's important to understand what does identity really look like? And I have a couple of verses here that I wanted to share with you. I think it's so important. First one is in 2 Corinthians 5.17, and here's what it says. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and the new life has begun. So in other words, as we belong to Christ, as we understand ident our identity, as we understand that, that um, he is the one that's not only created us, but is the one that is um, fashioning our purpose and our plan in life, we realize that when we really start to understand our identity and, 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 and who we really are, we are not defined by our stuff. I love the verse over here in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. It says, for we, now you can put your name in there, John, Sally, Sue, whatever. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he's planned for us long ago. I love that verse. And last thing I'm going to share here is John chapter 1, verse 12 says this. But to all who have believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. Now think about that for a minute. So we're in a place where as we live our life, oftentimes in the world, we think of ourselves as the child of whoever your mother or father is, and that's kind of where it ends. But if we really understand that God has put us here with a, with, with a reason and there's a purpose for our life, and we understand that it's important for us to understand connecting with who God is, our creator, and when we bridge that gap through understanding who Jesus Christ was, we become literally a child of God. It's a wonderful thing. And now our identity should be wrapped up in the plans that he has for us, not the plans that the world has for you. Have you ever noticed how the world changes so much? You know, what is in style today is not in style tomorrow. I remember when I was younger, <clears throat> so I went to school. I was born in 77. Now you know my age, right? You can do the math. And I remember when I was in school, when I was in, I think it was either junior high or high school, I remember the tight rolled jeans. Remember how you kind of roll up your jeans and kind of, you kind of bring it over to the side, roll it up nice and tight. Tight rolled jeans were in, right? 
So you roll your jeans up, you got your shoes on, and your jeans are rolled up maybe an inch or two inches above your shoes. That was in style, right? It wasn't comfortable if you're trying to run or move around. <laughs> your jeans are tight, but it was in style. Well, now all of a sudden, years and years later, you know, a lot of years later, I mean, I graduated in 1995, so here we are in 2021 when I'm shooting this. Now we're starting to see kids starting to wear pants with their bottoms rolled up like it's like it's a, a style they've never seen before. Things just kind of come back into style, but they fade in and they fade out all the time. If you live your life trying to keep up with the Joneses, if you live your life defined by your stuff, let me give you a couple things that will happen as a result of that. The first thing is, is you will never fully live out your purpose. That's big. You will never fully live out your purpose. Why? Because you'll be constantly chasing a target that the world is creating for you and they don't know what they're doing. The world certainly doesn't know what they're doing. And so that target's going to continue to move. You're going to get frustrated. You're probably going to get depressed. You're probably going to be um, negative in your mind. And all of these things are going to come because you're going to feel less than, not valuable enough. Why? Because you don't have the stuff that you think matters. Now, listen, I know this is a conversation that is um, uh, not often ha had, right? Because oftentimes in life, especially in our Western culture in America and in other countries too, the design and the desire is to say, okay, hey, if you're here in life, go to here. If you're here in life, go to here. If you're here in life, go to here. I get that. Listen, in, in, in my other life, you may know I have several financial companies. We help families with their wealth um, over there. And Obviously, when people come to us, they're coming to us because they want to try and improve their financial situation. They'd like their wealth to grow. They'd like to reduce taxes. They'd like to try and do better planning, all of these things. So there's nothing wrong with moving forward. There's nothing wrong with having nicer things. It's just about the fact of you stepping back and evaluating yourself and saying, is my self-worth caught up or wrapped up in what I wear and what I drive? Now, a great test, if you really want to do this, if you have a lot of stuff, by the way, and maybe you don't have a lot and you're on your journey, but a great test um, is to be in a place where you think about, okay, if I'm going to go buy shoes or if I'm going to go buy a shirt or if I'm going to go buy pants, uh, what brand would I typically buy? And then go buy a generic brand somewhere cheap and get that outfit and wear it around for a week and see how you feel. I would venture to say that you're going to be in a place where you're going to be like, eh, I hope nobody's looking at me. Uh, you know, it's just, I feel like, uh, uh, let me hide under the cupboard. You know, I don't want anybody to see me. <clears throat> because you're worried about the fact that you don't make the grade. You don't cut it. You're not, you're not cool anymore, right? Well, that's a great indicator that you are wrapped up in your stuff. And your stuff is defining you. Now, again, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with having nice stuff, but if it defines you, in other words, if you can't, ladies, if you can't walk outside without makeup on, that's a problem, okay? I'm not saying don't put makeup on. I'm not a woman. My wife is, right? 
But what I'm saying is, is if you're in a place where you're so worried about what other people may say about you, if you don't have that all done up throughout the day, that's a problem. That's a challenge. That doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. It just means you have to evaluate where is your confidence coming from? Guys, if you're in a place where, you know, uh, same thing, what you drive, what you wear, maybe your status, right? Where you are in your position in business. I don't know what it is to you. Maybe how strong you are physically. Okay, whatever it is, if those things are all that you think about, right? You walk by another guy that's more fit than you are and you're like, ah, man, I feel inferior. If anything, that should make you feel like I need to, I need to get better in shape, right? But what really moves your mental needle? What really causes you to say, hey, I can walk free and clear and I can know who I am and I'm good. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll land the plane with this. I remember, uh, you know, reading in Genesis... The Bible talks about Adam and Eve, right? And what do they do? Well, they walked in the cold of the day with God. Now, you may not be aware of this, but before sin entered the world, before Eve ate of the fruit and then gave it to Adam and he ate of the fruit, before sin entered the world, Adam and Eve walked around the garden in their birthday suits. <laughs> they were naked. Now, you know, maybe, maybe you've heard of the show on TV, Naked and Afraid. Well, they were naked and unafraid. They were literally walking in such a way where they were, they were free and clear of who they are. Why? Because they didn't even know what it looked like to have to worry about the fear of what other people thought negatively. They thought, you know what? Hey, God made me this way. There's a reason why I'm made this way. And <clears throat> he thinks I'm worthy. And that's all that I need to know. That's enough for me. You see, when you understand God's view of you, it changes what you need to do to fit in. Because what you need to do to fit in is nothing other than live out what you've been designed to be and do. The world is going to throw stones. They always have. They always will. There's going to be negative people out there. There always have been. There always will be. There are, going to be people, there are going to be people that want to tear you down. There always have been. There always will be. The question is, are you going to allow all of that negativity to get on you? Or are you going to shake it off and say, that's not who God says I am. That's not who God says you are. You know, the Bible says that God says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Think about that. Fearfully and wonderfully made by the, by the being God that spoke and created the entire world. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. So don't allow anymore you to get caught up in your stuff. Take your litmus tests in your own life and determine whether or not you are owned by your stuff by evaluate, evaluating how you feel, maybe in the car, as I mentioned before, or with, by what you wear and all of those kinds of things. And get yourself to a place where you are confident in who you are because of who God created you to be. Very exciting. Hey, thanks for tuning in. I know there are people in your Rolodex, text messages, uh, contacts, Facebook, Instagram, whoever it may be, LinkedIn, that you know that need to hear this message. 
We need a world of people, I believe, that can live and walk confidently in the fact that they know who they are and they're willing to fully walk into their purpose, even if someone else doesn't agree, because they know it's what they're called to do and they're confident in it. Man, what a world that would be. So share this message with someone that needs to hear it. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and like and hit the notification bell. We'd love to hear your feedback also. And as always, my desire and goal is to help you live on purpose so you can live with purpose. Have a great one and we'll talk to you next show.